0: Hey everyone, PJ. How are you? Thank you for joining me today. It's so great to be with you. And here we are, mid-February. I'm not actually sure what happens to these days, <laughs> and I can't believe it was the 27th of um, January when we last spoke. So here I am. Ah, it's uh, it continues to be um, <laughs> a very interesting period as we're we're journeying through this um cycle of awakening and i think a lot of people thought 2020 yeah you know that was a the year that was and you know we're getting back into the 2021 and back to normal um the bad news is that um we i don't i don't think that we actually really want to go back to normal um, <laughs> and for those of you that are sort of holding on for dear life and and clinging on to think everything with the, the the fingertips and finding it tough, um, I've been getting a lot of messages from the universe and um, that are that are coinciding um, with a realization that and and this isn't recent. This has actually been going on for some time at a personal level. Um, but at the global level, at the collective level, um, we're, we're being asked to let go. What does that mean? <laughs> um, you know, when, when, when we move through a period of transformation at any level, you know, uh, we can feel incredibly shifted and, and we go through this stage of flux, Right. And at a personal level, this stage of flux can have us um, jolted awake from a reality that we maybe we fell asleep at the wheel, or maybe we, uh, you know, um, became complacent with the world around us, or we just we just really weren't switched on. And uh, some of these messages have been coming through. I have been. It's really interesting because it's something that I observed, say back in around 2017, um, at a personal level, and I was like, "Wow, you know, God really doesn't want me to get comfy," <laughs> because any time that I got comfy, I I got smacked in the face with a bit of a wet fish, and I noticed that if I um, kept my autopilot off, it's probably the best way I can describe it. You know, that autopilot that just gets you up, gets you doing things, gets you in your routine, um, gets things happen. I mean, you know, something to be grateful for the fact that it works, but the, when, when I switch the autopilot off and become conscious and mindful of each moment of each day of what I'm doing and why, um, this becomes then um, a, a much more conscious kind of lifestyle. And that's that's really what what an awakening is. And a, an awakening is an awareness of what really is around you, not um, how how much you've put yourself to sleep through a routine. I'm going to talk about the routine in a little bit um, because I also think that that is really important and um when we're when we're moving through this this flux it's 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 the universe's desire right um where we, we've think about us in you know we're in a pot and we just need to agitate that pot a little bit when we settle to the bottom we're at risk of spoiling yeah does that make sense so um this this flux experience this agitation you know i'm sure there's an explanation for it at a scientific level even is is us journeying through this this reformation transformation new formation a- and we're we're discarding or throwing away and it's a it's a it's a really boring cliche so forgive me but it works <laughs> And we're letting go of anything that doesn't serve us. And the reason why I don't like it is because it's said so much. In the spiritual circles, it's jargon, and I hate jargon. So what does it mean, um, letting go? And there's a a couple of fantastic books on this, actually. And one that I read in 2017 because of this flux experience that I could feel. No one else appeared to be going through it, but I was... And that was um, David R. Hawkins, The Art of Letting Go. Um, (laughs) Funny that. I often smile at the choice of that book because I remember at the time I was reading it, I was um, heading to Egypt and I sensed so much change in my life. Um, and, And I bet you identify with this. On the everyday... If you were to look inside your life and be an outsider, it just looks like every other day, but internally, you know that you're changing and you know your response, your response to things is different. And if any of us have any level of intelligence, we understand that when I respond to something differently, it then on a quantum level, that also responds to me differently. And when the two of us are vibing, be it plant animal material or vegetable okay when when we're both responding in a different way we, we're going to get different outcomes in our world that's just that's just logic um i know this only too well and i i once upon a time i was i don't know if i was a control freak but i was about control and i say that because i was always pretty pliant by nature and i still am but um yeah i think at an ego level perhaps i thought i had a lot more control over me and and my world than i actually did and it's interesting because all of the self-help all of the coaching all of the um you know boss babe stuff it's it's done and it's all written in a very egoic way and it's it gives you the illusion that you're fully in control. You're not. You're just not. None of us are. None of us are completely in control. We are starting to learn as we move through this awakening of our um, part. You know, we're a cog in a wheel, really. And and we can master the way that we do the cog, <laughs> but we're still a cog. And and that in the, the collective, you know, God... God God is the designer, and God calls the shots. He's the maestro. You know, um, you may be able to play your instrument incredibly well, but at the end of the day, the maestro says when the, when when we turn the page. You know, so this this letting go feeling um, can be scary. Um, we can move through some. Deep processes, just that identification of, wow, I feel different. I'm looking at the world differently, and therefore the world's looking at me differently, and that's going to bring about a, a different outcome. Some of us can actually feel that shift, and sometimes that's a great thing because it's like, wow, you know, I'm stepping into X and Y and A and B and C. But if I am somebody who pretty much mastered my plot, and then I'm aware that, oh, wow, this is all shifting. And I have this feeling of I need to hold on or I need to keep it together or um, I need to to rigidly control my environment so that this doesn't ever happen. Okay, you you're, we're bumping into anxiety straight up. And that's never a pleasant feeling. Um, so... Yeah, I read this book David R. Hawk and it's hard to read I'm just gonna say it's not a he, he's not a um, easy read by any means but it's insightful and powerful and this book The Art of Letting Go really um, coaches you to some degree or it starts to it, it asks you the questions around well you know how's this working for you? And is holding on really, really making you feel fulfilled? Or are you sort of playing God here? And is it possible that there's, you know, there's a higher power at play here, God? And is the timing, looking at the timing of this shift and, 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 and this bumping out of complacency into, it's usually positive, you know? We hold on for sheer terror over what we think things were and what things needed to look and feel like. But what we don't understand and what we may not be able to see is we're so busy in fear of that shift that we don't actually step into the grace that is the gift behind Having let go, and that—that's basically the, the essence of the whole book. It's a big book, and it's written in quite a scientific language. Um, he was a world renowned kinesiologist, if I recall correctly, and um, into the quantum sciences. So, yeah, it's worth a read. It's really re- it was written in the eighties, but still really relevant. Um, this 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 feeling of flux can feel very threatening if you are somebody who has this artificial idea of control and um when we yield okay we yield we let go we call it surrender some people call it letting go of all that no longer works for us it's just cliche um we're we're then able to facilitate that transition or ease into that shift so much more easier than it would if we were fighting reality. And that's actually what the book is about. Fighting, you know, why are you fighting reality? Reality is going to win every time. So let's let's bring it back to you and, and and what you're experiencing in this flux, you know, and spiritual type people. Well, I, I'm, I laugh because I'm part of that community, but, you know, we might say, oh, this is a sign that this isn't working anymore or now I've got to go and whatnot. We're in a period where, Those are not automatic um, fail-safes. And here we come back to the autopilot, okay? And if we're shifting into, oh, you know, I know when this happens, that means, you know, the universe doesn't want me to go there. No, it's asking you to look at it. And if you're really tuned in to your own, vibration and you're really tuned into what's going on around you you will wait to see the synchronicity at play and be relatively happy to sit in the space of observer instead of controller often you know when we're moving through these shifts and changes and we can see wow okay that came out of left field I wasn't anticipating this. Remember, I've been married three times. Uh, This was not part of the the plan. And working through those shifts, if you're going to do it gracefully, you're going to sit in the role of observer. And this is a really nice trick. to to calm the ego because what's going on at the moment and this is happening at a collective level is actually a near-death experience we are and, and let me just say people pay thousands of dollars and go to or used to go to spiritual retreats all over the world for this purpose just to do this right <laughs> so but you're you're in great company here and and many people have sp- Countless thousands on going to false gurus and false prophets and you know um, wanting to bring in these shifts in a way that they feel that they've designed it into their lives. Well in actual fact, God is you don't need to spend thousands of dollars to get his intervention. Um, you just need to be aware and then and willing and call grace in, aren't we lucky? It's kind of it's kind of ironic, really, especially with all of the revelations that are going around the world at the moment, and uh, all of the all of the gurus that are that are dropping like flies one by one, and that is I actually think that that is going to continue. I think we're going to see a lot of that. Very interesting. I don't think it's touched the sides yet. John of God was one. Um, Oprah Winfrey obviously played in that space somewhat. Although isn't, and um, I think you're gonna find quite a few people fall by the wayside as we move through this period of dark to light. So, just an aside, but when we're when we're when we're ready to sit in the the role of observer of what's going on, you are um, you're able to willingly sit in a, in a space that says, okay, this is an area of discomfort perhaps, um, and sitting with that discomfort and not trying to control or design what happens. And this, this really works for relationships that are changing. And in some cases, the relationship ends, done, neat package, and there's nothing more to it. Um, and in other cases, um, it's, it's, all it is is a shift. It's just a, a, a change of perception, a, a different way of doing things, a different way of showing up in your life. And often the relationship can sustain that shift, no problem. It's just different. Um, if we are looking to invite grace within our world, um, we can soften and be... We're sitting in a space of, okay, well, uh, I, I've, I've got to let go because holding on to this is seriously not working for me. You will know because you'll be experiencing all kinds of feelings, um, agitation, stress, um, irritability, anger, um, anxiety for sure, Um, that 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 feeling of threat Um, every five minutes it feels like you know it's all it's all going to come undone It's it's an awful feeling and again i've had it so i i know exactly what that feels like letting go surrendering um and moving with the flow um is a decision and and is a mature decision it's something that that brings you into a um easier experience that's not to say that letting go is you know and i'm not saying letting go is necessarily right that's it i'm packing up my staff and i'm gonna do a sea change not necessarily um letting go might be as simple as um giving your kids more rope on an everyday basis you know i've d- i've done what i can and actually at the end of the day it's just causing me stress and i'm trying to micromanage everything micromanagement is a no-no by the way if you're moving through this shift micromanagement is an indication that you're not coping um and and a lot of people who are micromanagers are in- kind of freaks them out when you when you start to talk to them about let go but you need to for your own peace of mind and you know what I'm talking about okay it, it's it's not possible to have your finger in every little pie in every little circumstance and and really um why why try and play god let let god in that's what i say just let god in let let god design how this is going to do and often right often you find well wow, Oh, well, this is so much easier. Oh, this is good. And I can breathe. I don't need to be in control. I can just be in myself and and look after me and my five feet that are around me. And really, at the end of the day, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And it, there's this artificial level of control that your ego has that says, well, you know, I can, I can decide the... M- minuta and if anything 2020 was a year that certainly told us that we got we we got no control at all and and it grew us up okay we we had to surrender and we had to realize wow okay there's there's some there's some stuff going down here and i don't have any control over this i have control over what goes on just in my world so i wanted to to touch base on that and as you as you look to surrender there's some processes and things you can do i use an essential oil for surrender i'm going to talk about that in my next podcast so um i'm going to do a little relaunch of my um essential oil podcast i'll talk about that at an emotional level i'm sure you'll really love that if you've got essential oils definitely click in and check in if you haven't got essential oils join it's fun it's great life um one of the with the essential oils that, that um, i use is actually called deep blue and what happens you know when we're wading through this period of change transformation we're wandering the depths, aren't we? It's really interesting. And the murky those murky depths can also involve a level of pain. The painful part is where perhaps we've over-identified with something or um, the painful part is, is when we, we perceive that something is shifting and changing out of our desire, like changing and shifting in a way that we don't want that to happen. It's like... You know, wishing that your puppy didn't grow up to be a dog. You kind of liked it as a puppy, and oh, you know, I miss it a little bit. Like you know, those milestones that your kid's hit—they're bittersweet, aren't they? Oh my God, he can walk! Oh my God, he can walk! <laughs> you know, and and you, you you mourn the days when when the baby would be just swathed and wrapped, and and would just you know you would just be in a rhythm. And now suddenly, this being is a little mind, and this this being's mind has its own design and ways around the world. You know, cute but painful, <laughs> and and then you you've got to adjust, um, and and actually, you know, with parenting, you have no choice. You you well, if you don't, you'll 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 feel the consequences. You kind of have to grow with the child, and and learn you know how to move with a child and if you don't have um pets or kids then the um the dynamic that's going on is 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 a little bit different uh because you don't have those immediate um um experiences that are that are yeah that, that that give you that immediate feedback about uh your change or your shifting uh when we decide to let go it's a process and then it's like well what do i let go of uh that's not anything for you to worry about because as we let go shifting sands will shift around us and you'll find wow okay i'm okay but everything around me is changing and um a a question has been raised with me actually in the last couple of days there's been at least three people Um, and then in conversations lots of them that are saying you know I I feel like I'm not even here I feel like there's an aspect of me that's sort of dissolving and that that is really interesting because that is that is truly the beginnings of um, an ascension process it's uh, transformative and this is where we we want to ground and again that's thrown around a lot and a lot of people you know will tell you oh you just need to ground how do I ground um well you just you know (laughs) you the the grounding experience that you need is feeling connected with the earth and any way you can do that is fine it can be um as you know if you're up in an apartment It can be as easy as having a bath or a shower. Water is incredibly grounding um, because it's elemental and that can help nourish and nurture you and and, uh, revitalise you. So it's a really easy way to do it. Um, Alternatively, you could head over to the beach, um, into the sea, and again an elemental experience and a kinesthetic experience which means being able to absorb all the feeling through your touch i'm a kinesthetic learner um visual um auditory to some extent not much but i love to um i love the interaction so feeling through the senses and touching and i learn most by doing um another way to ground is is by finding um your happy place on earth it might be a park um it could be a nature strip somewhere um it could be maybe a national park and where you go and maybe for a hike or um a, a wonderful walk into the woods and you can reconnect um, again with the vibration of everything around you those experiences are really powerful uh it can rem- remind you how small you really are when we get into the vastness of all that it is we get into the vastness of space and we get into um, the nurturing qualities that nature has and it helps us reprogram um, what it is to be human and and that we're a small part of a of a big mechanism and then when we're not we don't actually need to be in control and it actually there's the great designer around us god is working through us all and through everything um and and we are part of that we're not god and we're not designing that so that's a really beautiful way to bring in your grounding um there's a few essential oils you can use again. I'll talk about that in my other podcast. But um, quickly, you vetiver, uh, it's, a, it's a root, really beautiful. Ginger, another really gorgeous one. Um, frankincense, a resin, comes from a tree. And myrrh comes from a tree, uh, both of them, the frankincense and the myrrh. Really stunning and beautiful grounding. Of course, we have a blend called Grounding Blend. Um, you pop a couple of those in a in a diffuser. Put a couple of drops in your palm of your hand, and you're starting to feel the the, the immediate shift. It's fabulous. Why why grounding works so well, and I speak about this a lot, is as w- our our awareness, our connection with our body, our connection to space and, the, and what's going on around us all starts to shift and we can feel un- uneasy about what's happening around us. And when we um, surrender and allow that shift, that process to, to work its magic, um, we do this with grace and we do this with um, our you know dual consent, if you like. And, and then it becomes so much easier than it would be because I don't know if you've ever noticed, but God can get quite aggressive sometimes and when he wants what he wants and you're not listening, he'll just sit your heart on your ass and and take over. Um, there have been times when God has worked around me even as recently as last year, aggressively it's scary Oh it was fun. Like I was fine and I was taken care of, but the, the, the aggressive way that the pieces are moved around the chessboard, holy mackerel. And it's, <laughs> it's big, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, wow, that's, he, he means business here. Uh, and, and, and it, it's daunting, really daunting. Um, when we're grounded, we we are anchored to the earth. We're reminding ourselves that I'm, you know, God's child on earth. Um, it doesn't mean that you're not spiritual. In fact, if anything, it allows that process to take hold. It's it's like wearing a safety harness as you're climbing, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge. You can, you 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 can feel secure in yourself and know that you can reach great heights when you've got that harness around you. That's what grounding is. And most importantly, it's uh, a wonderful process of spiritual hygiene. I really need to go deep into um, these topics uh, going forward. Um, Spiritual hygiene is a big one. And uh, it's not something a lot of people talk about. um, And especially now with the shifts that we've got that are taking place at the moment um where w- there's a lot of beings that have been released um and when i wh- what i mean by that is there's a lot of energies that are um loose <laughs> on the earth and, and it's really important that we indulge in um, spiritual hygiene so i might put that down for next week because i think we're we're kind of at that point and um discussing that so that we you know we're, we're working um, in a way that's clean and energetically and, and I might say that what has been interesting for me is as my journey with God is increasing um, and, and my understanding of God's word um, really powerful uh, cleanser if you like So I wasn't expecting that Um, where the Bible's words or God's words, Jesus' words um, come in and they're they're a, a powerful neutralizer of anything that is untoward. That's why I keep telling people, you know, lean into the word of God. I mean, for some of you, you're already converted. <laughs> but for those of you that are not, um, try it. It's you know it it and it matches the energies. This is what's really interesting. So, um, for years I've worked with oracle decks and um, to some degree tarot. Not so much. Uh, I know how to read tarot, but um, mainly the oracle decks and. Um, a lot of the beautiful um, spiritual tools that can help you. And what I've found that since 2017 and since I've been through this big shift, they're not as potent as they may have been once before. And I noticed that. I noticed, uh, mm, this has changed. And one could argue, well, it was because I changed, therefore it changed. Possibly, but actually i just think it's the world and the universe the way that it is um, and those those tools that i might have once leaned on are no match at all for the bible and its efficacy over the flux that goes on particularly at the spiritual level really very interesting observation um, just just that yeah that neutralizer and destroyer of anything that is untoward really powerful um i'll tell you a little bit about me in 2017 i i i i had that book for for this reason um letting go and what happens with me is i feel it first but i don't understand what the feeling is it's like what what's going on wait just as i've got this mastered what what is happening to me? and I, this feeling in my heart space usually um, sometimes it's a feeling of foreboding or dread and I don't know why I'm fine and now suddenly I don't feel so good um, it, I, would, I, would, I would describe it as almost paranoia isn't the right word but you're just foreboding a, f- a sense of foreboding it's like whoa, what's going down? And I could feel this in two thousand and started to creep in in two thousand sixteen. I was no longer sure of my world and what was going on. It was like this is weird. Anyway, I continued to do what I was doing. I had a had an Egypt tour in April of two thousand sixteen. Um, that was probably the highlight of that year, and then. Um, I I got back to working with my oils and helping, coaching and mentoring. It's basically how I spend nearly every day. Um, Towards, yeah, 2017 was a year of full travel. You know, we went everywhere. So many countries, so many times. I went to Egypt twice that year. Um, And it really started to... I, I felt the impact of big shifts um, in around March and I didn't understand what was going on. And actually, if you map this to what's been going on energetically around the world with what Trump has been doing, um, the way that the, the white hat military have confronted the evil that lives... On the earth and also what is apparently happening at a galactic level as well um it's said that they fought um satan and won in 2000 and, uh yeah 2016 i think and um we that we're we won world war three and we're now in world war four or about bra- sort of yeah merging into World War Four, so it's very interesting. And of course the media don't wanna they're not they're they're, <laughs> they're part of the evil that plagues the earth and they wouldn't give any any time to or any airplay, um, to a thing called World War Three when they were part of it. So just a concept, you know, I'm just throwing that up there for you to, to be aware and two thousand seventeen November, October, late October. Um, I had been to so many countries. We'd been all over Europe. I'd been to America, and I just got back. Um, and I could feel this, and then I needed to be back in Egypt again. Um, <laughs> no wonder I was feeling flux because I was visiting so many countries, but. But it wasn't that, you know. It was in my being. I had shifted incredibly, and I could, I could feel this this shift coming in. And I, the way it's obvious is when I was interacting with others, it's like, well, hang on a minute, you were different. What's going on? This is this is a bit weird. And it was like a gateway, or I remember it specifically, a gateway or a doorway, and realized. Well, it's a very lonely experience, actually. It's quite isolating because you know that you're going through that on your own, by yourself. It's not everyone. It's just you. Uh, And it's a little bit threatening because you can feel very much outside of your comfort zone and that what's being asked of you doesn't appear to be being asked of anyone else's not personal it's just you you know um and that 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 in itself um is 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 a really weird shift so 2017 and 2017 um did my egypt tour it was beautiful we had some really gorgeous experiences on a level that i you know and i saw parts of egypt i hadn't been exposed to before and i had some understandings that i didn't really get um, 2018 was more travel but in a different way because I'd shifted um, reluctantly initially because I thought I had control over my world you know I, I thought I could move and, and, and shape my circumstances and my existences I was lulled into this false sense of reality around how I show up in my field and, um, yeah, it was very, very evident in late 2017 this is all going to change. 2019, the hammer fell. Fully. And uh, I went through... I could feel it coming in 2017. 2018, I started to get higher levels of anxiety, but the anxiety was not control from me. The... I was feeling the world's anxiety through my body. It was the weirdest thing ever. Um, But what I didn't, wasn't aware of at that time was I was, I was spending countless days and hours in front of the computer. And I believe that I was definitely impacted. Well, we all are, but I I was aware of the impact on my physiology and I actually think that it was MKUltra that was working me um within the energetics that come through devices um you can feel it you can feel it up your arms it gets itchy i i do um you can feel up your forearms when if you've been holding your mobile phone too long Um, certainly on certain websites like facebook is a big one um i don't get that anymore because i'm not on facebook anymore did you hear (laughs) um, <laughs> they deplatformed me, and um, uh, of course I'm no longer on Twitter either. Um, so I don't get these sensations anymore. It was like a, it was like a tunnel, and through the computer, um, and I only realised this in retrospect. I didn't realise it at the time. Um, there was. A altered frequencies, that's the best way I can describe it. That I remember there were days and my mind wasn't functioning um, and I knew that it was the computer I had to get up and walk away, that's how I know but there were things I needed to complete and, and get things done and reach out to people so, you know you'd have a break and reorganise and then simple tasks became really difficult the distraction was optimum and and it, it to to function was a challenge. Mentally, cognitively, there was a big shift. I remember it. I remember it distinctly. Um so 2018, 19, this incredible sense of foreboding. Um eighteen was more like fear. Goodness. It was unbelievable. Uh anxiety I would feel it in my throat I would feel it in my chest but I was okay I had nothing to be anxious about but oh this feeling that the hammer was gonna drop awful and um, d- in, in insane levels of anxiety running through my body as though it was somebody else because that wasn't how I was feeling so odd. I remember saying at that point something big is coming. I don't know what it is. But I can feel this and I'm just feeling terror. It was like that's exactly what it was actually. It this feeling of terror running coursing through my body. And I, I you know, logically I have nothing to be terrified about. I live in Australia in a very comfortable setting. I have nothing I have no needs. All of my needs are met, and uh, everything that I that I could want or yearn for is done. Uh, I'm fulfilled. That, I, I, why am I feeling like this? Am I afraid of it all going? No, I'm Aquarian. We we don't worry about that. Even if my needs weren't met, I would be fine. Strange feeling. And then, 2019. Holy. Oh my God, that's, that, 2019 was where everything fell apart. Um, I wouldn't go as far as say that it was an emotional breakdown. It would be emotional breakthrough. Um, I'm a joyous person, um, open, um, incredibly optimistic, too optimistic for my own good Uh, you know, I'm happy and 2019 I cried Uh, started in yeah Valentine's Day February 14 when my shoulder locked up some of you know about that Um, so called frozen shoulder but nothing was found and I knew, and I couldn't find, the, the pain was next levels, ridiculous. Beyond anything, I've had two kids. It was a piece of cake compared to the pain in my shoulder. My God, never, ever experienced anything, anything like the pain that I had in my arm. It was so bad. And yeah, so that was two years ago now. Feels like yesterday oh the pain was Okay, uh, the it was frozen shoulder is a stupid term for something that I came very close to understanding why people would want to take their lives and I never did that before I was like wow is nothing worked, no essential oil worked no therapy wor- nothing worked nothing and uh and I remember knowing that this was energetic um, and actually it was connected with... Uh, I, got, I got a clear vision of my, my soulmate. Um, the, the power soul, the twin flame. Not on earth, okay? Not, you, you're not necessarily... This, this, this being was outside earth... And I could not stop crying because I was starting to see things that I had sight on that I hadn't been able to see before. And I was crying my eyes out. I cried nearly every day of 2019, um, grieving everything, grieving the world, grieving the loss of my mum, in 2016 grieving the the timelines that i could see were collapsing grieving and and how did i know because well some of the people that i met acted like they'd never they they acted like they didn't even know me oh that was weird that was so weird oh it's like they don't know me they had forgotten who I was because of the way that they related with me. Oh, it was so strange. Um, having a drive and ambition, and, and uh, you know, a clear path and knowing where I was going, all fell over. All of it. Oh my God! And 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 I had no clue. Like. I, it was like I was a little child again and um, the way this, the, the, the dramatic way in which those relationships changed and the way people responded to me oh gee it hurt it was unbelievable um, and we're still friends to this day it was completely changed relationship completely changed Um, It's like the story ended. Somebody closed the book. It really felt like that. Oh, it was big. And uh, so much grief. My God, I could not stop crying for months. Broken hearted. I was totally broken hearted. And I remember recovering through the 888 eighth of August is what we called it, two thousand and nineteen. So you you know, one minus nine eight. And um, Yeah, it was really powerful. And came I came to through that after the eclipse season, I remember. I was fairly empowered and then crashed again towards November. It was it was just really big. Uh, and I was mourning the world. I, I because I could see all of the timelines shift and change and collapse around me, it was kind of like a, like a kaleidoscope. Um, possibilities shifted and changed. Now, I would try and explain this to somebody who knew me well and I would think I was sounding like a crazy person. I was <laughs> like, I don't even know what I'm saying, but this is what I'm seeing. Um, but it's as if everything's shifted and everything's changed and mastery over you know a b c d not anymore um that there was this there was this complete reorientation of existence for humanity okay so i feel this at a humanity i feel it at a personal level and then it goes right out to like world stuff galactic big huge um, and then trying to make sense of it. Oh, man, it was big. Um, and then hit 2020. So The time 2020 came, I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. You know, I've, I've already been through this. None of this is a shock to me. And it actually wasn't. Uh, also had crystal clarity, total crystal clarity over what was going on. I knew I could see immediately, you know, we had the fires at the end of 2019. And there was another thing. So... If you can imagine, let's go back February 19 and I'm doing this on a timeline so it helps you understand these processes and then reflect on your own life. Um, What was interesting was I feel the grief wave before human grief comes through, which is very strange, right? So there's kind of like this. If you think about it, it's like, why? And uh, as the sun is about to rise, you can feel the light shift. Actually, this is a perfect analogy. You feel that light shift, right? You're like, oh, sun's about to come up. How do you know that? Well, you can see and feel everything. You might see hear the birds or you can see the light starting to, you know, the black of night is, is releasing and we're starting to see this, um, the blues start to change. The depth starts to change. So that was exactly what I was going through. I, but I was aware of it. I was awake while it was happening. <laughs> and, um, and I remember thinking, am I meant to be seeing this much stuff? Right? So this dawning of awareness, I can't say it was an awakening because... It wasn't. It was just awareness, and the awareness of the vastness of everything. I wonder if this is what it's this this big awakening is going to be for everybody. Because yeah, it's pretty weird. And you felt, I felt, the grief before two thousand and twenty. I felt everyone's tears. I felt uh, everyone's fear. Everyone's anger about you know frustration and for all of it came through my body and i didn't understand it's like what is going on and then i said to my husband this is going to be huge i don't know what's coming but it's bloody massive i can feel the earth grieving never forget it, it was was i can do the same thing with you know sacred sites around the world i can feel the trauma on the land i know and then i get all these little like um movie the it, it shows you movies and it's your dna your ne your dna is changing and shifting at a quantum level and then there is a, a visions that come when you're you've connected to your pineal gland and then it just shows you things um you just have you just have an awareness of of things and that's that was this oh, this grief, my God. And then every day I would wake up and thinking, oh, is it gone yet? No. And then phew, burst into tears. Um, and then, you know, at a medical level, some people would say, well, you know, it's hormonal. Oh, she's going through, you know, um, what, uh, menopause and no. no it, it had nothing to do with any of that. Uh, Yes, I did respond to it in a way because I'm a woman and my body went through shifts. Of course it did, but no, I didn't have menopause. Um, I had awareness (laughs) and I had a ton of grief over what the world was experiencing. And then we shifted into 2020. And at that point, while I was ready for it, none of it shocked me. As I said, I could see um, that there was going to be a virus. I could see that they were going to use the virus as a form of control. At that point, I hadn't been in active in the truth community for six years. I, could, I just knew exactly what was playing out and how that was going to be played on the people. And it made me very, very upset. Um, I, I mourned the earth. I mourned for humanity all year. It was really, I couldn't work properly. Um, I couldn't function uh, and I'm very blessed to have a, um, a wonderful um, residual income that I can live off and a fantastic husband that allowed me to move through those shifts and still to this day I'm able to move through those shifts as I need to and respond to them in a way that is conscious and, and appropriate given the levels that I feel and see which is big and that's not to say that I see everything because I certainly do not I see what God wants me to see and not more I share what God wants me to tell tell you and not more even speaking to you now he, he's showing me the topics they're like flashcards that come up in my mind's awareness and then I know oh okay we're going to move over here we're going to talk about this he shows me it all I I I don't do anything without him. So huge. I'm getting the feeling even before I've ended the podcast that a lot of you are going to really identify with this. And I hope that it's helpful. I've gone deep into my psyche here (laughs) through this process. And the reason I wanted to take you there is, A, I get it. I know why you're going through what you're going through. And B... You'll survive. It's it's big, but you will work through it and then see, um, uh, learning to to operate the new way, and not falling back into old habits. That's a that's a really big one. Um, you can really miss the bus if your eye is not on the ball very easy to do the idea of being left behind I don't talk about you know ascension so much and I don't talk about too much about what it's going to look like A. I don't want to misrepresent anything I do think it's going to be um, awe inspiring uh, somebody asked me yesterday well you know how are we going to get from, from here to there I don't know I, I, would, I wouldn't have a clue, but I know it's happening. Um, it's a little bit like a baby being popped into a, a baby seat and strapped in. And the baby has no idea where it's being taken. It just knows that it's going to the shop with mum. And it trusts mum implicitly to meet and care for its needs as we go through this journey through the shops <laughs> so that's us you know we're strapped in we're in the back seat and we're waiting for god to put his foot on the pedal and he's gonna go and take us wherever wherever he needs to all, all we need to do is just show up and be us and isn't that easy doesn't that make it so much easier than worrying about you know <gasps> am i going to be accepted am i going to be left behind am i you know doing enough spiritual process am i doing enough spiritual practice am i am i am i of course pray and meditate very good way to um alleviate you know the dross that's inside of you Just push it around and 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 yeah get some flux happening it's like flicking a flicking a duna and letting it settle properly You know, really important. But ultimately, um, we're just passengers. And one could say we're even guests on Earth. Yes, Earth's ours, but we're, we're guests on Earth. And in so doing, we have a much more beautiful experience because we're mindful and we haven't flicked on the autopilot. You know, that autopilot, I've got to say, um, while it might be efficient to work in that space, nowhere near as enjoyable. And you'll start to feel that routine uh, becomes almost unbearable when you're ready to, to leave and shift into that new vibration, that new um, awareness for humanity. And from that, you start to... Um What's the word? From that, you start to, to break out uh, and look for new opportunities on how you can show up in the new way. Um, new skills f- or form. New awarenesses form. New habits have the potential to be formed, although sometimes new habits aren't really what we want. We want to let go of the old ones and not fill that vacuum with anything else. Um, new ways of approaching problems, so new problem solving techniques, um, and then yeah, just enjoying that that feeling of settling in. I remember in two thousand sixteen, I woke up one day <laughs> and I put this on Facebook, and I said, "Oh my goodness, who else feels like the first? someone came in and changed?" the furniture around while you were sleeping and you've woken up. It's all there, but it all feels different. And a lot of people related with that back then, loads of us going through that process. And these are waves. Okay. These are, these are, it comes and it goes and it flows, you know, and it's really just a matter of um, working with what you've got. And the big thing, the biggest thing of all prayer yes meditation yes but also gratitude gratitude is the highest vibration on earth and where our attention goes uh the, where our energy goes the attention flows okay where our attention say it again where our attention goes the energy flows Okay? And we, we can't keep our eye on everything all the time, much as we think that we're God, we cannot. Um, and we pay attention to, through this whole process, we pay attention to what's working, what, what you're enjoying. You know, I love it when I wake up in the morning, I have my coffee, and I sit with my cat, and yada yada. Not my cat, my cat doesn't like being touched but that might be the way that you like to spend your day. Or it could be, you know, I'm so grateful because I have such a beautiful, in my case, I have a really beautiful apartment by the beach. It's literally, you know, 80 metres that way. And every day I'm like, wow. And I'm pushed into my heart very quickly as I'm pushed into my heart, I'm reminded, wow, this is this is amazing. Thank you, God, because he did this. I wasn't moving. I had no intention of moving. And five minutes later, after I said I had no intention of moving, God went, okay, well, we'll move you. <laughs> and away I went. Within a week, I was in here and set up. Find the things that are working, find the synchronicities that are powerful look at the the things, the very small things each day that you're grateful for and be present with that experience and as you're present with that experience you you start to attract more of it it's a bit of that law of attraction to some degree, but I don't. I don't follow any dogmatic type. You know, it's it's cliched for me. I just know that it works. That's all. I just I just go with. I know that this works. When I, when I I'm in gratitude, I I get even more of what I'm looking for, even when I'm not looking for it. So beautiful. When we. I'm going to talk about this in my podcast on essential oils at length but another very important aspect um, of our awakening is our emotional state i'm going to do some workshops on this soon and i know that i'm getting a lot of people asking me when when i'll put it all out really soon but um you know i i It's very important for you to be as present as you can be with each and every emotion that courses through. A lot of people will say to me, but, you know, you'll, you'll create it if you spend too much time on it. No. When you witness it and you're not part of it, you just witness it, it can be seen and then resolved. It dissolves. Okay, I feel anger or I feel grief or I feel despair or I feel happy be present with it let it, let it do its thing, can't hurt you even anger uh, if, you're, if you're feeling this feeling that you're you, rage and this, this powerful feeling of rage within you you're so angry for what's happened with the children for example uh, fair enough. You're entitled to feel like you do. And uh, when you give space to that feeling, you are able to observe it and witness it, let it be, and love it till it dissolves. Yes, you can love being angry because it, it, it shows that you are a sentient being. That's the privilege of what it is to be human. And emotions, as I say, every day. I say this every day. Emotions are the doorway to the soul. I have a lot of people saying, "Well, you know, you don't, you don't allow emotion to dictate." No, you don't allow emotion to dictate, but you also allow for its presence. Right? Yeah. You don't cut it off, which is um, that it's quite, it's quite a dysfunctional thing to do because we. We're human. And if you suppress, change, or shift that at any level, um, there will be repercussions that come, it will come back. And and that can be really, really tough to handle. Right. Well, that was a big one. (laughs) We are um, just over the hour. I wanted to thank you um, for your feedback. My gosh. You guys are amazing. Um, and makes me want to keep going and keep doing the do I want to keep offering as much as I can to you keep an eye on my emails, you're all really bad on your emails (laughs) I send an email and then I get most of you taking three days to respond so I need to adjust my delivery so that you don't miss out on some of the things that are offered by email Um, and yeah I've got lots of fun things in the pipeline so the best way for me to highlight that to you is not obviously on big tech because i'm practically big tech free i'm very proud of that that was that was challenging i knew i needed to come off i also was risking a lot coming off a ton three businesses are still stuck in facebook i can't get there uh whatever an obituary to life um and vibrating with the energy it's asked me to shift so i did and here i am so much love everyone i hope that you have an amazing day it's been really awesome to be with you look forward to seeing you next week bye